The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination, eat, drink. Feta cheese, yogurt with honey, and a drink that turns cloudy with ice. This week, we're in Athens, Greece. I'm Brent Peterson. Join me as we eat our way through Athens on Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Beautiful. Hey, welcome to the Winemakers. This is Brian Casey with Bart Hansen. We got Kieran Robinson in the house all the way from Philly. And we also have Aaron Rosenthal sitting in on the show today, looking like he's spent three days in Sonoma going hard. It's, it's true. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say, um, everybody out there, uh, if you're wondering how everything is in Sonoma, um, the fire is almost out. I think it's 75% contained. Um, everybody's open for business and looking for you to come visit. Right now, it's about at 11.30 in the morning. It's uh, 70 degrees, blue skies, um, and it's and, and we're having our fall colors are happening right now. So yeah. get your ass out here. Yeah, no, fall colors in the vineyard. I love yeah. when you're now driving, and the vineyards are uh, red and gold, and yeah, it's sweet. Well, hey. Bart, you want to do an official introduction? Of Kieran? Yeah. Kieran was on the show a while back. <laughs> Almost Kieran. two years, I think, to the Yeah, uh, to that's the what day. we were just talking about, yeah. yeah. So Kieran Robinson um, of Kieran Robinson Wines and consultant um, to many, or to a few, I to, guess. We, we won't say many. Um, uh, soon to open a tasting room in an old neighborhood in Philadelphia. Do you want to... Maybe we'll start with that. Well, yeah, because that's the last we heard from you was he was going out to Philly to open up a tasting room. Yeah, so it's actually in a town called Downingtown, which is about 30 miles uh, west of Philadelphia. Um, off of the, well, what used to be the R5 train line, which is what some of our wines are named after. And actually, the tasting room will be called R5 Wines. Oh, Wait a minute. So, so the... It's that's not the name of the train line anymore. The train line. No, not so they anymore. changed it. It's called like the Paoli Thorndale line or something like that. Well, that's, a, um, that's a bummer for them, but cool for you. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's nice that you know I grew up in Downingtown on the same on the R five, and Christy, my wife, grew up like two towns up. Um, in we'll, we'll pull your microphone slightly closer there. There you go. Grew up in uh, two towns uh, closer to Philly and in Malvern, so we both kind of grew up taking the R5 into the city. So right, um, right. So yeah, we uh, were hoping to open within weeks. So what's okay? First of all, there are there are more and more wineries in every state now, um, but there can't be a lot of wineries that are making wine from California. Right and and shipping and especially into Philadelphia, yeah, because um, it it is a liquor control board state also, right? Well, it's kind of it's a different process than that. So we actually have a Pennsylvania winery license, okay, on the winery out here, okay. 
So it gives us all the same rights okay. that a Pennsylvania winery has. Are you thinking about making some wine from Pennsylvania too? Yes, yeah, I think that's down the road. Yeah. Um, kind of when we have some some roots there, and yeah, and you know, I the goal has always been to own my own vineyard, and yeah. in California, that's that's a little cost prohibitive at this right. point. So, right. so um, I I, mean, I kind of distracted you there. So, so you, you the winery out here has the Pennsylvania licensing. Um, right. You're making the wine out here. Yep, everything is yeah making it, aging it, and bottling it out right. here. And then, um, and so you're commuting, correct? And 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 what? So what's that like? I mean, I mean, da- during harvest, you must be living here. Yeah, I'm here. I was because you're here actually since, a hands-on winemaker. Yeah, so I've I've been here since the beginning of September, and okay. I do have a f- I have a flight back to Philly on the 15th, but we'll see if that actually happens. Why yeah. would Why wouldn't you? What's still? Is there? You still have fruit hanging? You mean? No, or I still you have just, stuff fermenting. You, Okay, and you just and, don't want to leave until that's done. No, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty crazy about stuff like that. So, yeah. So you don't um, want someone just sending you samples, Sarah, and a little and tests. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I I need to go in every day and taste every day, okay. and, and, and at least while fermenting. And then right. we were talking about this earlier about how once it's finished fermenting, just walk away for a few months because it goes through that teenage awkward yeah. phase that. Yeah, and it it's it's really hard because you you want it to taste really good, and so you maybe start overthinking things that are normal, and um, you just got to kind of leave it alone. Yeah. Make sure it's safe and in good space, and, right? And then, so, um, hey, Karen, t- tell me about this first wine that you are pouring for us. So here. this is the twenty fifteen R five Syrah from uh, Bennett Valley. Um, 100% Syrah, 100% whole cluster Syrah from Vivio Vineyard in Bennett Valley. Um, all native, all native yeast, uh, a little bit of new oak. Um, Mallow goes through natural, and um, I try to use minimal sulfates as well. So yeah, and and uh, Steve Law gets some of this also, right? Yeah, I think uh, off and on he's he's gotten yeah. from from this vineyard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing I've had, I think Red Car gets Roussan out of this vineyard too. Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Um, Scott from uh, Sozi Wines, whom I work with, uh, uh, gets most of that right. Roussan now. Okay, so let's talk about that. Bart and I, every time we'd walk Rossi Ranch, kept seeing that little tag right. on the on some of the rows, and we didn't know who that was. Yeah, so I've been working with uh, Scott and Regina from Sozi Wines um, since 2015 their their inception um and i met them actually through the vivio vineyard they they made i think 2014 they made a little bit of syrah um from there and and what is their background uh tech okay um tech and always dreamed of owning a winery sort of thing yeah are they still in tech or is this uh no they are they are retired from from that industry yeah um and do this full time now. Yeah. Um, so, what we, are you guys making? Um, so in 2015, we started. We made uh, Spring Hill Pinot from uh, west of uh, Petaluma, Petaluma yep. um, which is a really cool, foggy, um, foggy space. Um, and then we made uh, Roussan from Vivio Vineyard, um, Syrah from Vivio Vineyard. 
um, and Cab Franck from Stagecoach. Cool. Yeah. Um, which turned out awesome. Um, and then we made uh, pretty much the same thing in 2016. Um, and are you making it at, at the same place where you're making your wines? Yeah, so I'm at uh, the Sugarloaf Crush facility yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and Scott was there prior to me. Okay. Um, so it was just a good fit for me to go in there now that I'm kind of back and forth from, right. from the East Coast. Yeah. And uh, up at the place we were up in Healdsburg, we both, the, um, the guys I shared the winery with, we just kind of, they got too big and I'm getting too big to be able to to be in such a small space oh, okay so it was, so it was, it was easy no, for, for it, me to move on from there. Oh, okay so they're still there but it was just easy for you to yeah, yeah. um uh judge palmer vineyards right. and, and dominica Amato. And Domin- yeah, yeah 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 um and and so um how is the sugarloaf custom crush I, I got to go through it once it's it's nice it seems like there's quite a quite a crew down there making wine it must be a lot of fun it is a lot of fun and it's funny because you know you think you want these like serene quiet spaces to make wine but it's it's nice now being kind of in a space where there's a lot of winemakers and a lot of a lot of collaboration a lot of collaboration back and forth like hey will you taste this yeah you know so it's it's been nice to line the entire time you know yeah this is oh this is really good yeah i think you should Bart, no, Bart's I'm got that. About, I'm just thinking about because I I know some of the guys that are out there also, and yeah, be fun to mess with them. Yeah, you you have kind of a cool little situation where you are too. That sometimes you have Cindy there with her crew, so there's someone from the lab, and then you know you're always running stuff. You can always tell there's like a yeah, little buzz of running stuff off each other, and then and then what I love is when you walk in on Steve when he's there by himself, he's got the the edm that he's got the edm music it's cranked. like it's like dutch uh, house music or yep. something that he's yeah. got going and yeah really loud yeah and with, with <laughs> or without a kilt uh <laughs> so far without a kilt um and and it's and it's it is interesting because um steve's pretty you know he's got his ways and um you know he'll kind very of roll clean eyes at i things. love it yeah i got into foot uh foot tread something and he you know it's and great great com- or, um, comment you know nice and dry and you're not really sure is he insulting you or not sort of thing it's awesome it's awesome yeah. total appreciation well karen i heard that you were looking for grenache because i don't know everyone sort of knows you for syrah and viognier right. right um so when we had the tasting room concept come up and to fruition we decided we need we can't just have a tasting room with Syrah and Vignette. Yeah, as much Syrah. as we would want that, right? I don't, you know, as a business model, I don't think right. that's a great business model. So we started to to venture out, and last year we started to make um, some more varietals. We uh, last year we made Viognier, um, Chardonnay, um, Roussan from the Vivio Vineyard, um, Grenache from. Um, last year was from uh healdsburg from the winery property okay Um, okay so to go let's 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 go back on this so you're opening a tasting room in a city in philadelphia mm -hmm. 
it's obviously a hip neighborhood or an up and coming neighborhood. Up and something. coming. It's where I grew up. So it's where you it's grew like up. The town where I grew up. And and is there is, is there going to be people walking by? You know, just stopping in. Is it going to be like by appointment? I mean, I think it's great because you, you're right. They want to taste everything, right. and there's a lot of Chardonnay. You're probably going to sell a lot of Chardonnay. Well, that was kind mm-hmm. of I. I was listening. I don't mean that bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was I was listening to another another podcast. Um, and wait, there's another podcast <laughs> besides us. And, and they Levy. were <laughs> they were interviewing uh, uh, somebody from Philadelphia who has a wine bar. Uh, called tria in philadelphia they actually have three wine bars there and he just said something that kind of stuck with me always was like as much as you want like these you know hip esoteric varieties on your wine list that you find interesting you need to pull people in so they always have a chardonnay you know and and they look at the menu and they come in and they say can i have a chardonnay and then you say can I taste you on this before I pour you the Chardonnay? Right. And that's how you introduce people to other varieties. Yeah, so it's, good. you know, it, that always just kind of stuck with me. And um, That's that's why, you know, I've worked at tasting rooms before. That's why usually you had a rosé because it was like the, the thing that you introduce people to. Right. And then they always had uh, either a Moscato or a Port as right. like the, the ones that, you know, people would come visit the tasting room. They just wanted to take a bottle home. And a lot of times it was the Moscato. Right. Just wanted something delicious, and <laughs> but it got him in the you know it got him in the taste room, got exactly. a bottle home. And well, and again, as we've said before, it's you know everything east of the Sierras, the, the market changes. You know, people people drink a lot more, um, a lot more sweeter wines. Um, well, let, I think we have of what you're talking about. We have someone on the show right now. That is not from here, so let's ask yeah, him. Yeah, that's a what, very what good What are you guys sample. drinking at home? Maybe you're a special circumstance kind well, of person. I, I think we kind of are. I mean, Charleston, for people who have been there, is is a uh, very good food and wine scene for all of us. Right. It's part of the reason we moved there initially. Um, so uh, there's a big wine culture there, and you know we're not just you know drinking Malbec and Chardonnay and that kind of stuff. We like to pull out weird different varietals yeah, and. Yeah definitely explore explore everywhere so um it, it depends where you're at but definitely places like charleston atlanta and you know the bigger cities on the east coast you can get away with different varietals yeah and i think it's probably again you know um situational at, at where you're at there's always going to be places that are steakhouses and it's always going to be chard and, and cab and mm-hmm. you know um but yeah as these wine bars open up you get more and more you know introduction to these things i mean I, I think I can do a lot more business selling in a wine bar that's a busy wine bar than uh, in a restaurant in one of the restaurants in San Francisco. I, you know, everybody wants to be the e-restaurant, so therefore you got to wait forever to even get to the buyer, and at least and then someone's got to pick it up off that list, which is a beautiful list, right? And you know, I know every one of them except maybe my own, um, yeah. but then at a wine bar where there's someone that's pouring the wine for them and they're t- telling the story right. in your absence. Um, right. And to your point, we actually have a um, shout out to Stems and Skins in Charleston. It is a wine bar dedicated almost exclusively to the L- Loire Valley, whites and reds. Wow. So, I mean, we're actually getting that specific in, you know, some of our wine um, establishments in town. So Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and and to, to the neighborhood where you know what you're looking at is, you know, you're looking for people to come through mm-hmm. and taste and take wine with them, but you're also looking for people to come and sit and have a glass of wine. I would imagine. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's 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 more of like a tasting room wine bar. Yeah. Concept. There's a big long bar. Yeah. Um, and then we have individual individual seats. Right. Um, so. It's you know we're gonna have a retail area. You can come in and just grab a bottle, or you can come in. Um, and sit will down. you have ability to have like some a food truck come in or do some catered events and stuff there? So, so to start, we're just gonna be doing all like quote unquote prepared food, yeah. like all um, charcuterie, right. um, like local cheeses, as much local um, charcuterie that we can do, and then. Um, Goes pretty good with Syrah. Yeah. 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 Very, very, you know, just because Christy and I lived in close to Lyon for a year, very like Lyonnaise type charcuterie. That's nice. that's kind of what we're going for. Right. Like pate and crude, like that, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'm picturing a huge eagle hanging from the, <laughs> the ceiling, though. <laughs> that's, that's funny because... Christy and I have debated whether we want a TV in in, oh, in there. Oh, that's a big thing, huh? And we're like, well, you know, do we, like, on Sundays, you know, do we have a TV for football games because we don't yeah. want to lose that business? You, you know, could, yeah. but we also don't want, like, we don't want it to be a place where people sit and stare at the TV at but, the bar. But the now those TVs, you can turn them into right. photos. Right. And you could just have, you know, pictures of photos right. going. Yeah, which I think uh, is what we pretty much... Yeah. We, and then it's we the can't best of both worlds. Because yeah. if I'm working on a Sunday, I, I need to have a game on Sunday. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> and so what about Charleston? Is there What's the closest winery to Charleston? Oh, boy. So uh, Stephanie alluded to this. Remember, you guys had Stephanie from Wonderment Wines. Yep. So she alluded to this, but... Um, Muscadine, Muscadine, or whatever yep, is one yes. of the native grapes there. It can grow in the yep. really wet conditions, and that's down um, near Wadmala Island. Um, so, so there's a couple local wineries that we, you know, we'll visit for fun with friends from out of yeah, town. But, yeah, I mean, it, the the neat thing is, is that people are trying, and grape growing has gotten a lot better in mm-hmm. the past, you know, Absolutely. 35, 40 years, and winemaking has gotten better, and people have more experience. So. Um, Places you know, like Virginia, not? yeah, they're growing great wine, Virginia right now. Yeah. So just keeps yeah. expanding. Well, Virginia's got a pretty good history with wine. I mean, mm-hmm. TJ, right? Yeah. <laughs> that I never really cared about history until you would affiliate it with food or wine. And then when I found out that Thomas Jefferson was yeah. always trying to reduce the taxes and tariffs on French wine coming in because he was, he had a huge cellar, I was like, oh, history's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like learning about this stuff. <laughs> The 2015 is tasting great, Karen. Yeah, Thank this you. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I haven't. I actually haven't drank this in a while, so it's it's nice to to pop it and and taste it. Karen, I saw on your website there. There's the R5. There's the level 700 Viognier. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the John on there, and right. then there was one I didn't that I had never. I don't think that I've ever uh, the, tried before. The Toisson Neuf. Yeah. So that was um, Syrah from the Healdsburg property okay. as well. Um, so Toisson Neuf is a is a throwback to the model Peugeot that we owned in France, my wife and I, Christy. So it was a Peugeot 309. 
Uh-huh. Um, so that, you know, that was kind of like our fun, our fun name for it. Um, and then to, what, will you reference the other names? Cause the, the, for people that maybe didn't know oh, yeah. the other episode. Yeah. So R5, we went, we talked about that earlier about how it's the, the train line to, um, to Philadelphia from the Western suburbs. And then, um, level 700 is the, uh, Vignet, which is the top level of the old veteran stadium. Which you know, which was like always kind of the the unruly, um, right? The unruly fans. Right. They went from there directly to the prison in the bottom of the stadium. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's where most of the uh, the the people that went to vet prison. Yep. Um, and then what was the other one? John. John, which is John. the John, which is like Philadelphia slang for basically anything right like if you can't think of the name of something like a tool you would ask somebody to hand you that john and then it involved into something like the chingadera yeah it's exactly (laughs) what it is and then and then it evolved into being able to call stuff the john like right like if you had a good night last night and somebody was like hey how was your how was your night last night you could say last night was the john all right so t- karen tell us what your life is like like if you're you're out here right now keeping an eye on the wine but then you're going to go back to philly what are you because you don't have a winery to visit when you're back there what are you doing uh spending every waking minute trying to get the tasting room open and then you're going to be there every day um for the most part yeah to start out um, I'm Christy and I are going to get it open and work it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we'll be open four days a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then when I need to come out here, I'll try and plan it like Sunday through Wednesday or Christy can cover on Thursday and I'll be out here Sunday through Thursday. And, you know, that's, that's my life. I thought it, I thought being bi-coastal would be awesome. Yeah. It's a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> Is that just because travel's a pain in the ass? Yes. Yeah. 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 And and then I guess it all comes down to how often you're going to be out here. You know. I, yeah, I'm I'm one I'm the kind of person that can't not. I mean, I like it's it's forced me to be away from the wines, right. which is kind of nice because right. you are away for a month and a half, two months, and then you can come in and taste. You're not like constantly wanting to fiddle. Right. Right. So in terms of the like, downfall of a wine is when you exactly. get into it. Less and is more it too much. is certainly usually the way to go. Um, so it's been it's been nice in that respect is it, it forces you to not. And then it's always different when you come back. So it's it's nice to get in. You get excited, right. taste through the wines and, and, you know, so I think now that I'm at Sugarloaf where they can handle kind of the day to day topping and sulfuring. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be around every, I'll be out here once every two months. And, and just because I'm curious, so, I mean, so Sugarloaf Custom Crush is a larger custom crush facility. Right. How many winemakers are in there? I think 20 to 25. And so could be up to, you know, call it 50 different labels would Probably, be fair. yeah. And so with that, they have a pretty big staff that works mm-hmm. there full time and does the work that you were just talking about. Right. Do you have like guys that are assigned to you? Um, or is it, uh, do you never know who you're getting? 
right now during Crush, you have basically like an intern right. assigned to you. Okay. And that intern probably has five, five wineries. Right. Um, so like if you need to. But then is there like a punch down crew and is there a pump over crew or does your intern do all of that? He does all that. So yeah. he does like all the pump overs yeah. and, and punch downs and some, most of the barrel downs. Yeah. Um, so it's nice. You have somebody to like go to, to give direction. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I always wonder how, you know, people do it and, um, that's, pretty good because you get to have a relationship with a guy you can watch his work you know yeah you can watch his work you can kind of tell him your winemaking philosophies and what you know how you like to make wine so he can try and understand that yeah and And hopefully get on board with you right exactly yeah well have tell us about the wine scene in philly as far as what they're farming there and uh the wine regions and so, I mean, going back to, you know, the east, the northeast kind of improving in, in, in winemaking and, and grape growing. I think one of the reasons is a lot of people have been kind of priced out here in California and maybe even Oregon and, and Washington and are moving right. elsewhere to to make wines. So there's people from, you know, who have graduate degrees from Davis who are making wine in Pennsylvania, you know? So I I think, and I'm not saying all the wineries, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole anything, but they suffered from kind of mom and pop winemaking for a while. Yeah, and now there's, totally. there's people who have serious educations that are going back there and making right. wine. They, they, they were farms and they made fruit wines and they probably also had sold fruit and right. whatnot. And yeah, and they're they're just mom and pop places, and yeah, now you have stainless steel tanks going in and concrete um, wood food rows, you know, like right. like everything, and people are taking it really really seriously, right. and and the people taking it seriously, I, I've been impressed. Yeah, um, I, don't I mean know. it's funny. My friend Mark sells barrels, and he he sells a he sells a lot of barrels in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 food rows and stuff like that, right. and that's what he keeps telling me because the places that are doing it are really doing it. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah, imagine how much more money you can spend on like barrels and stuff when you're not out here in California. <laughs> it's Paying true. The rest I mean, of it. it's it's you know, looking at land, it's it's just it's a lot. Granted, there's a lot less places that you can plant a vineyard. I would right. say, yeah. you know, you need to be very, very specific in where. Yeah. So, like, what are want. they growing? Um, I, I think the best varieties. I mean, in I'll call it the Mid Atlantic region, um, are Loire varieties, um, Cab Franc, Sauvignon Blanc, Chenin Blanc. Um, huh. You hear that, Bart? Maybe I can, you know. When Kieran builds his winery back there, <laughs> oh, can, wouldn't that be cool to do a project with uh, Kieran and Bart doing a Chenin Blanc together? Yeah, right. deal. <laughs> I'll do Tet too. <laughs> <laughs> Merlot does really well. Yeah. Um, I think all the Bordeaux varieties. Uh, Cab Sauv. You really need good years to get Cab Sauv ripened. So, but. so you know, part of the talk out here, of course, is global. You know, uh, global warming or you know climate change. Right. What we're seeing is areas are warming up in right. the grape growing areas, right. sp- specifically. Um, is there any talk of that sort of stuff back there? Like, are you guys 
I mean, I know weather patterns have certainly changed. There seem to be more extremes, but yeah. is it actually getting warmer? Um, yeah, I think it's getting a little warmer, um, yeah. which which would for be back beneficial. There would help. But I, I do think it's getting a little wetter. Right. Um, so like, you know, the mm. last year the vintage for I know Pennsylvania was was pretty pretty disastrous. They got just rain from May through October. Yeah. So it it was just a wow. bad vintage. But this year I know from August fifteenth through October fifteenth, they maybe got a quarter inch of rain. Wow. So it was it was like an incredible yeah. fall yeah. for for yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? You know, the, the Oregon, they used to always say it was way too wet to grow grapes up there. Right. And, you know, now look at it. Yeah. So. You have to be regimented. You know, you have to be. It's a little more. You can't be as laissez-faire as, right. say, California is right. with, you know, right. with, with <clears throat> grape growing. And not that they're laissez-faire, but you have to be regimented with spray schedules. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like, oh, I, I see some mildew pressure maybe we should spray right like, well you know, but it's yeah it's it's i see some mildew pressure maybe we should spray um they might be too late exactly right. yeah. exactly yeah. where here it might be four vines down all the way in the swale in the vineyard and then you can make sure you right you take care of it before it spreads so yeah. where are you staying uh we still have our house up in oh, in oh, boys hot springs and are you trying to sell it we are okay so if you're looking for a house in Boys Hot Springs, isn't everybody? <laughs> Maybe it's, you ought to VRBO it. You know, not we, a party house though, just a VRBO. We've right. we've 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 gone through every everything, and we've decided that it's just been a pain trying to keep it up. Yeah. And technically, we're not in an area where we're allowed to have VRBO. Right. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, that makes it even more complicated. Yeah. Exactly. So what are you gonna do when uh, after you guys sell the house when you got to come out here? So we'll just hotel it for you know VRBO it. Yeah, <laughs> hotel or VRBO. VRBO his house, <laughs> and then uh, like long term rental. There's uh, apartment complexes up in like Fountain Grove, like Santa Rosa, where you can do three month yeah. rentals, furnished apartments that we'll do for right. for being out here all all of harvest. But you're kind of living the single life, right? Chrissy's gone. You're. Uh, are you eating out a lot? Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> if you can't tell by by my by my gut. Um, well, I mean, I do like to cook, but it's harvest, so it's you know. Harvest. It's beer I, and burritos. Right. It's it's lots of burritos. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of burritos. Yeah. And and stopping by the Fig Cafe for to go pizzas. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn Allen Starr was doing the pizzas for lunch. Yeah, um, when the power was out, I drove one by one day, and I had the thing just about done by the time I got to the winery. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, could car. you just drive by and roll down your window, and they'd hand you a pizza? You had to actually get out of the car, but yeah. Uh. Now, Karen, this Syrah that we're drinking d- d- is awesome. Is awesome, <laughs> number one, right? Yes. I know. Um, didn't so in 2017 is that the vintage where you actually lost your yeah, vintage, vintage of Syrah? And, um, the fires, yeah, and, that's right. Now I do remember we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, 
And that year, we were wondering if you were going to run short. You know, mm-hmm. what were you going to do the following year? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then so it was, I won't call it a blessing in disguise, but it kind of allowed us to make a lot more wine right. in, in 18, which is when we kind of expanded to all the different the different varieties. Right, yeah. Um, which I don't think we got to all the varieties that we were making. So Okay, yeah, We sorry. did the whites and then Grenachera, Morvedra, and Cab were the reds. Okay. Yeah. And where's the Cab from? Um, so that was from the Hillsburg property as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what are you guys doing with the, with the whites from Rossi? It's just going to be all, did you get a, did you get Marsan Rousson and Grenache Blanc? Correct. Um, and that's for, that's for Sosi wines. Right. Um, uh, yeah, we, we did, uh, we, we picked it all together and, and fermented it all together. Okay. Um, so like a true field blend. Right. Um, and it's turning out pretty amazing. The wine is so expansive on the palate, and it's, it's it's a really kind of fun, interesting wine. Yeah. Did you and are is it in neutral French or you guys just have it in stainless? Neutral French. Okay. Uh, fermented in in <laughs> um in oak and aging in oak surlies. And for how long do you think it's going to be in there? <laughs> I told you, Brian. Right. <laughs> trying to get a little from here. <laughs> hey listen I'm like my my, Jeff my Cone, wine is from the Jeff, same place yeah. I'm like what are you doing exactly Jeff Cohn gives us nothing ever and so you know the reason why we do this is to learn <laughs> yeah we're just trying to help people out there it's not like we're sitting here taking notes no so I'm like pretty you know direct from press to barrel dirty um, native ferment yep. fermenting wines if it's reductive, I'll rack it once. If it's not, it's just staying in there until we bottle, which is, for this wine, I think will be perfect in eight or nine months, you know, uh, August, right before harvest next year. Right. Um, perfect barrel switcheroo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I like um, Chardonnays. I don't mind some extra barrel, barrel time, but I, I seem to like go towards fresher style right so i don't like to put too much age on and i do the same for my my viognier as well yeah where uh did you do viognier this year yeah yeah okay same spot um the solomon vineyard right off of Frey road in in the valley there um yeah and what are you doing so what did you do with that is it good that's in stainless or are you putting some same exact same exact thing neutral press direct straight to neutral french Mm -hmm. um and native ferment um both of them the the rossi white and this uh i don't i don't use, i'm not gonna let go through mallow i like the 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 acid backbone uh-huh. of the wines i think both of them tend to get a little flabby without kind of that malic yeah, acid backbone right, right um so that's kind of the style that for the whites that we're going for cool okay. yeah it's good so how many cases are you now, if you don't mind we ask, uh, me asking? I mean, w- you know, granted you're going to taste room. Uh, like, what did you jump t- jump by? Um, From like 500-ish to 1250 last yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and do you still have a presence in the space over in Healdsburg? No. I'm okay. completely moved out of there. Okay. So if people want to taste your wines right now, they'd have to... Um, 
right like right this second it's it's kind of hard to taste my wines because um we were planning on opening but you'd be happy to ship them to them happy to ship them absolutely <laughs> you, you know it's the perfect season for shipping wines and, and it's not too hot it's not, not too cold, cold. Yeah. why don't you give us the website now and um so that way people uh, so it's uh krwines.com um and yeah you can go on there and and there's a there's a link right on there where you can go and, and yeah. purchase wine and we pretty much ship to every state so cool all right now what do you got up uh what do you got open there sitting next to you uh the 16 r5 yes so thank you so kieran any um any fun stories that you can elaborate that might have happened without giving away wineries at the big winery like you know grapes on the ground hmm. um practical jokes anything like that no it's been it's been pretty 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 good over there you know whenever we find us there's a stinky ferment going on everyone always blames it on somebody else and says right. it's not their wine right. <laughs> it is funny how it really is sometimes hard to tell which tank is not smelling good right right you know. but no it's it's been great with the you know the the people who um you know i see pretty much every day over there i see blair from Guthrie Family Wines and Stewart Wines. He's right. there every day, and, and Hardy's there pretty much every day from Dirty and Rowdy. Yeah. Hardy is actually there? He is. Wow. Oh, yeah. He's I was just seeing day. out. It seems like he's always out in the vineyard. I he guess is. he's... That's, then, yeah, that's in the morning. A, that's in the morning. And then, <laughs> okay. Yes. No, so I we we call ourselves the A-team. We're the, we're the ones that are there every day. <laughs> and there are there some some folks that phone it in? I won't name names. <laughs> like me, Bart? <laughs> I, I wasn't even going there, Brian. You're already phoning it in as a winemaker? Oh, for sure. That's all right. You know. And the end product, usually no one ever knows the difference. So. <sighs> yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> or so. Just make sure you hire the right people. Right. Yeah, but didn't you guys had you went over there yesterday, yeah, right? Yeah, I got to taste your wine. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Sorry, so Bart, Bart called it his and your wine, but you call it your wine. So right. I just wasn't sure which it so, really was. But. So I'm doing futures on it, but it's a, a five case uh, minimum purchase. Oh, really? So five cases. I'll give you 10% off at, uh, if you purchase five cases. But I have so to agree futures. right now, right? I have to agree right now. Well, I got to figure out the price first. <laughs> <laughs> and the label? And the label. You have a label? Any concept yet? No. <laughs> No, something classy. <laughs> Define classy. <laughs> you know what that means. Classic or it means classy? It's not going to be classy. Yeah. Yeah, this is coming from the guy that gave you, what was the? Um, oh, the Kunwas? The Kunwas. Say what? Say what? Kunwas. Yeah. Tell everybody what your one idea was that we kind of. The one that locked. Oh, for the Roussan? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, there was, for Sam, there was a, you know, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago, Sam said, um, I got this 09 Syrah that's a bunch of shiners, like cases and cases of them. Um, if you guys want to do a label at, you know, at the Girl in the Fig, let me know. And I was like, cool. We negotiated a price and tasted the wine. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. 
So I, I had someone do up a label. It was called Old School, and it was like in gangland letters. <laughs> like it was spray painted on, a, on the, like an alleyway or something. And it was so close to getting finalized. And then um, Sam's wife, Alice, presented this beautiful piece of artwork to Sandra and said, you know, I was thinking you might want to do this as the label or something. And, and <laughs> there went my only, well, yeah, that was my first chance to do a label. And then the say what Kunwa's, just because every time people would order, people would look at Kunwa's and be like, be like say what? Kun what? <laughs> so we just called it say what Kunwa's. Um, but for the Rusan, I was thinking about an old biblical name, um, Effin, it's E-P-H-A-N. It's uh, so that people, when they when they would order the wine, would say, oh, yeah, we'd like a bottle of that Effin Roussan. <laughs> or can I get another glass of Effin Roussan? Effin so, good. Right. But I think I heard there's a vodka company out there that, I think, but it's it's yeah, like E F F E N or yeah. something. So and I they think there might be you, uh, they'd come at you so, so quickly. Fast. There they might be some legal stuff, do, I would guess. Uh, which would be as long as they had one, they would they would pretty much pretty much win that battle. <laughs> I'm not hiring any lawyers to sell 30 cases of wine. <laughs> I'm not that deep in it yet. So do we have time to taste the. Uh... Uh, Surly's absolutely. Oh, oh uh, yeah. are you kidding? All right. Yeah, maybe we ought to get this on video. Just opening it. Uh, will you do it? Yeah. I brought. I brought a tool for it. So. And this would be a great opportunity for someone to talk about what pet nats are all about. Yeah, because Karen actually has been doing one for a few years now. I think. So this was actually the last one I did. I've been like too crazy. To, to be able to do um, an 18 or a 19. But next year, okay. I think we'll be a little bit more stable. settled and stable. Right. So next year, I plan on, on doing this again. So. And what uh, what varietal do you prefer when doing a pet net? It's funny because I, I liked the Syrah that I did early on, and then I opened one later, and it was pretty um, – reductive and it was kind of reductive and oxidized all at uh, the same time which was like right. a weird right thing like the colors kind of oxidized and went like brick red and huh. and you know wasn't that like that like magenta purple that it started out as but then like it was very reductive syrah right that can be so hmm. I th as of now i think we'll go we'll go vigne Okay. Yeah. A little more bright and cheery. Bright, and I mean, this is a two-year-old pet nat, and the other bottles tasted great, but you know, you never know with you never right. know with pet nat. This so. is a natural wine. Natural wine. So. <laughs> How much? Like, who were the? Were you pouring this in the tasting room? Uh, occasionally, like on, like weekend days that I knew I was going to get, um, people in, and then right. I but, have. I actually. But wasn't have, there something where you you weren't? Wasn't that you that? You wouldn't sell them to people. You wouldn't you, ship them. You wouldn't ship them, or you wouldn't sell them. Well, you... no, they came with dis disclaimers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're we gonna get you in trouble. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's a work in progress. Like when I started making these, there's very little information on it, and um, you know, because we did the red, it um, through tartrates and right. bottle, and anytime you have like any particle inside a wine in a sparkling wine mm -hmm. it really like 
energizes things wow. out of the bottle. Right. So it was throwing tartrates in bottle. And then so when you opened it, it was... I like to call it very explodey. <laughs> explodey. Yeah. Well, so you know, <laughs> and it was a, it was a, it was like a <laughs> in very the wine deep urban dictionary rosé <laughs> wine. So it was like a staining wine. So it came with a a neck uh, tag that said, you know, oh, oh, put upside down in the fridge for two hours to twenty four hours. Am I the only one that hasn't seen an Eagles poncho somehow cross branding? Man, you're you're full of good ideas today. I'm telling you, dude, an Eagles poncho like the plastic poncho I'm, that you can I'm sell with it. the pet net. Yeah, wow. I'm into it. Oh, Brilliant, sweet. Um, so this one, this one is Sir Lee's. Um, it's been sitting on its its cap for about a year now. Um, wow. And we'll we'll give it a whirl. I usually open them up in water, but we'll see how this goes. So. Yeah, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For you listeners out there, we Kieran is off to the side. It could get a little explodey. <laughs> Bart is uh, recording, and so we will post this on Instagram so that you can see this uh, in action. Here we go, doing the play-by-play. I feel like Joe Rogan at the MMA fight. Bart, <laughs> get in there closer, buddy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ Bart just lost his leg <laughs> Call 911 Jasmine <laughs> Alright You didn't hear any uh, Screams <laughs> Oh looks like it's got some bubbles Pretty color One thing I've noticed yeah. is uh Ooh, I love the smell. Like aging these, the bubbles are a little bit more integrated than typical pet nuts. Cause mm. So, um, Cindy Passaggio is making two different sparkling wines this year. I think one is is actual pet nat, and the other one's just a sparkling. One she filtered it before, but one of them is explosive right now, mm-hmm. like caps going across the building explosive wow um it's real interesting so she's gonna have to disgorge that yeah. one she's saying um and then you know casey graybill has gotten into this pet nat thing pretty right. heavy he did like 30 cases of red and 30 cases of white this year good for him and, uh, uh grenache and grenache blanc yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and he's real he, his is he has have done well they, he's refined them pretty well at this point and stuff but yeah it's it's like you said there's not a lot of information about it. No. And the first time I was exposed to it was at a Chenin Blanc tasting because all these guys were doing it. And I I had no concept. Like, it's a what? Right. Um, and a couple of them were pretty good and a couple of them were pretty foul, mm-hmm. to be quite honest, at that time. But that was, you know. I think Chenin Blanc would make a good pet. 2009. Yeah, I mean, there are people, that's what they say is it's, you know, because there are, they are made that style yeah in, i mean Loire, uh, in Loire. yeah it's tasty yeah bart <laughs> no i mean i like the way this has turned out on on lee's and uh, how did you label it because i haven't seen a label for this or what did it ever it was have the a same label? one as the um did you see the original label i th- i think we actually so, tasted it at the bar at the girl in the fig one day yeah yeah i think it was af- it was after what was that? It was after some party. I think we all went back to. Huh. 
After the anniversary dinner? Yeah, the 20... In town? Did we all Remember go the back tw- there? Oh, no, no, I wasn't there. You weren't there? Nope. All right. Um, it's uh, So in Philadelphia, there's a, uh, a, a New Year's Day parade, and it's called the Mummers Parade. The and Mummers? The Mummers. Where have I heard that? The Probably mummer. from me. Yeah. <laughs> so what is a mummer? A mummer or Sandra, is, I think, too. I yeah, think she's talking yeah. about that. It's like a... Um, a mummer is like a a joker, like okay. a, like so it turned out as like a tradition. You would dress up and go like prank your neighbor on New Year's Day. You dress up in like sequins and feathers and 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 then so it turned. It sounds into, like a reason to just drink. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It's, so it's so it's 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 a New Year's Day parade, um, and it's all these different. They call them brigades. All these different clubs that dress up and they you know play music like string bands and it kind of sounds like mardi gras yeah it's very similar to mardi gras right um and so the the front of this label is like a a picture that we found from like a 1940s mummer cool. and the wine's called sparkling brigade because all the different clubs are called brigades right. cool um so yeah and how did what made you want to try doing a pet net Cause all good, the hipsters are doing it. No, we, uh, you know, we were at um, needed a presence in L.A. <laughs> we were at uh, dinner over. What's the really good Italian place over in Napa? Um, hmm. uh, I'm, I can't man. think of one. Judge John, uh, Johnny Garlic. No, <laughs> Grace's Kitchen. No, uh, what's the? Oh man, I feel so bad. The I'm French Laundry. I love it. No. Um, Where's it located? How about that? Downtown. Um, oh, they do the, all the really good charcuterie and uh, it's like Don something, Don, yeah. right? No, no, like downtown. Uh, not the smokehouse. No. Hmm. Well, anyway, yeah, we were Christy and I were having a charcuterie plate and ordered uh, like a frizzante lambrusca and like just like loved how it went with. Um, the charcuterie it's like, like the perfect yeah that's like we the like, perfect you know what we man. should look into doing something like this okay so that's why you went with Syrah first huh yeah. you were kind of thinking along the Lambrusco line like a something kind of yeah, it's like got a, a little gaminess a to gaminess, it a meatiness yeah, yeah. Onatri what is it called Onatri yeah. yeah um and um yeah, and that's kind of we were like, wow, this is really, really good. I'd love to do kind of an aperitif wine like this to 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 do with, you know, salami and yeah. Um, so that was that was the beginning of that, and then just kind of went for it. Yeah. And what's the pro? Tell me, what's the process for doing a pet nut? So pet nuts basically you start out like you're making a white wine, um, if you're doing white press it you start to ferment it however you like to start your ferments and then um i did mine in barrel and then once it gets to about three bricks you have to um watch it closely and check uh the sugars the glucose fructose every day Mm -hmm. and you want to get it to around um 16 grams Mm -hmm. per liter um gluc fruc 
And then the easiest way to do it is then to just chill the tank down. So it basically stops fermenting. So you have to take it out of barrel, put it in a tank, and cool it down? And cool it down. Um, So then it stops fermenting, but it doesn't kill the fermentation. You're just like really slow. It just really, right, okay. And then basically you bottle it there, put the crown cap on, Mm -hmm. and then it comes back up to cellar temperature and it, it starts to to ferment again and if you're lucky it goes dry but and that's kind of petting that it's like wow it, right that's why some sweet, of them summer dry right this finished at around four grams so there's a little bit of sweetness to and it. and sometimes it's bottle to bottle yeah sometimes right? it's bottle to bottle yeah so it, it yeah. is kind of a loose you know kind of thing and um that's why i think a little bit why they're so popular right now yeah and if like if you're a person that like has to have consistency and that's your brand and like <clears throat> I'd probably recommend not making pet nats, but if you're okay with that but, kind of right. looseness. And then there are wants. people who, I mean, I, I I don't know what makes it not a pet nat, but I mean, there are people that will disgorge pet yeah. nats yeah. or will even filter juice of pet nats and stuff. And I think the the true believers would say that you don't do that. You bottle it, you crown cap it, and it's done. Yeah, I'm... I would say I'm I'm kind of on that, but I um, and the, make no the stuff that I had commercially for the Vignette I did disgorge, yeah, just because it was exploding. Yeah. So yeah. If, <laughs> if you bottle it with too much sugar, will it and it goes on, undergo too much fermentation? Will it explode? I mean, you uh, have to it, make sure it's starting with. It can. You know, yeah. Typically, it once it gets to a certain pressure. Like all the stuff, it's too pressurized for any of the mm. biological stuff right. to happen. Because like it, it's just it, too it much lives pressure. lives in gotcha. equilibrium. Right. Yeah, it's too much pressure for anything to kind of uh, exist. So at that point, it's just waiting for you to open the top. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. It's, it's like, the same, ah! yeah, It's the same sort of thing. Nothing can grow in a vacuum. Um, it's kind of the same thing with this, is that it gets to be the point where nothing can continue which is typically why they won't go through mallow in there because it's there's too much pressure um because there's no oh yeah there's no sulfur in that wine it's so it's you know but typically it won't go through mallow because it's too much pressure Hmm. it's It's tasting good every sip sip it changes yeah it's a little reductive when it first comes out and then it it really and it's fun uh, now that it's been in the bottle for a while the CO2 really stays in the wine. Typically, pet gnats, when you pop them, it's like... Oh, it goes fast. They go flat fast. Yeah. The, the carbon dioxide is just way more integrated, almost like a like a, a method traditional. Yeah. Right, yeah, like they got a perlage or something yeah. going on. Yeah, totally. Welcome to Outside 16600, <laughs> where... These fucking ravens every day, what they do is they grab walnuts off the tree, and then they drop them in the driveway, crack right, them, right. and then go eat the meat but all I, I day. I don't think it's actually fair. They're, these aren't ravens. These are just crows. Are you sure? Yeah. They're not big enough for ravens. So I have a, I have a question. Um, a listener is going to Piedmonte and looking for suggestions to visit and i know nothing about that area anybody want to throw anything out there i spent Producers two weeks there you know okay i spent two weeks there uh la spinetta 
Um, that was the, the it, one place that I said, yeah. It was one of those seminal wines that I had in my life that took me from one place in my wine career to the Was to it the Barbera? Next one. What it was, was it? It was Barbera. Yeah. You know, it wasn't Barolo. It wasn't I love their Barbera. I had a 99 oh. Barbera de Asti, and that, that took me to another level. And then yeah. I, was, I was hooked. And I went and visited with them and stayed with them. It's fantastic. They do a sparkling there as well, too, Contrato. So, um, wonderful place to visit. Nice. How did you get hooked up with that? Uh, they actually came to Charleston at one point, and I met them there. And again, like I said, it's a good good wine and food town. And then I said, we're coming out to visit, and they took care of us. Wow. Yeah, really nice. That We used to sell that Barbera at a state um, here in Sonoma. So that was yeah. that was the only um, recommendation that I had. Because I, I actually looked up some other places, but I don't I don't know any of them. Yeah. So I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. like looking at Yelp. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, my okay. Italian wine knowledge is yeah. I'm is the, nil. I'm there with you. Everybody's Italian wine knowledge is nil. Yeah, it's true. Even Italians like the, it's <laughs> it's the great abyss. I mean, of, there's over 400 varietals, right? It's I mean, in, it's complete insanity. If you want to be a, like a master psalm, I think Italy is the one place where you're just afraid of. Mm-hmm. I would be. It's like so intimidating, but good wines though. Just never really sure what they are. <laughs> Greco to what? <laughs> tofu? Greco to tofu? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Tastes good though. All right, Aaron. So what about you? Uh, let's talk a little Sonoma. What? What? Well, okay. You... Uh, let's okay. dig in. Let's dig in because here's the story. So Aaron had reached out. I guess you were coming for a medical conference, but they had canceled it. Yeah, but... they pulled out because of the fires that have destroyed all of Sonoma Valley. Pastors. Right. Yes. And and because you had been in touch with us and through Bart's Twitter account or something, mm-hmm. you you realized that we weren't actually on fire. That you could That's still right. come, and so you grabbed your lovely wife. Yep, Cynthia. Say hey. Hi, <laughs> and decided to uh, podcaster, and you just decided to come anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I wasn't going to pass this off. I've been looking forward to it for years, listening to you guys. Um, did the uh, the winemakers podcast tour, seeing yeah. all the typical characters that have been on the show. Um, so did you go yeah, to Sonoma's Best yet? We did. We went. Okay. Todd Jolly was there. Shout out to Todd Jolly. There you go. Um, so yeah, it was. Yeah, they uh, saw Todd in his white claw outfit right yeah white claw on his trucker cap yeah uh, very nice yeah yeah Yeah, so we've done all you know girl in the fig and uh, And what wineries have you gone to uh we've done gun bun henzel patson hall okay you were here one you were here one day yeah here at 16600, tried a little bit, boo. but uh, 16, boo. 16 boo. It's possible there's might be some other things to taste from here that we probably didn't get to the other day because uh, we have time. Time was short. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what are you guys doing today? You're going to today is uh, oh scribe, and then you're going to Jeff scribe. Can, yeah, Jeff's going. You got scribe. in at scribe. Just the tasting room. Yeah. Wow. Is that is that hard? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've heard it is. Did they did they have you send a photo and a and a brief? There was a uh, small essay. Yeah, it was a short a essay brief, I had yeah. to write, two hundred words or less. But right. yeah, hence okay. scribe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well done. <laughs> wow, and you passed the test. Okay, cool. Apparently, yeah. I hope you enjoy those wines. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. They're lovely. Are they are they. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I think. I think so. I don't too. know. I'm not. I'm. There's I think I'm. People sitting on that I'll hillside. Bring you every I think I'm too old. I must have crossed some threshold. I'm over thirty. 
Yeah, I'm way over 30, so... Okay, yeah. well, maybe they didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, is it hipster wine? Oh, no. No, no, it's just, you know, those those millennials have so much money to burn, they just come <laughs> spend it all at Scribe. It's funny, I was at... Um, I was at uh, Backroom Wines last week, and they actually, on some of their labels, they have a little mustache. On the shelf talkers, they have a little mustache, and those are the hipster wines. Yeah. And and I actually went through it and said, well, wait a minute. This is not a hipster wine. These are hipster <laughs> wines. And wait, was your wine on the shelf? I, no, I'm currently not in there. That's why I was over there is asking okay. for an appointment. And then do but you ask do. do you ask at that point if they buy the wine, do you go, now do I get a mustache or do I not Come get on, a mustache? Brian, have you met me before? What do you think? So you're going to get a mustache for no. the for the <laughs> Chenin Blanc. <laughs> Chenin Blanc's a hipster wine. Absolutely. Not made by me. Chenin Blanc crosses all genres. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the quintessential varietal. <laughs> Did I get your sign off, by the way, on that... Um, Shelf talker. Oh, that's great. Yeah, except for not including my photo, but that's fine. As well with mustaches and skinny jeans. (laughs) (laughs) So goes the psalm life. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. All right, Kieran. um, You know, if people are in Philly, you want to give them um, an address or um, website. Are you going to have a separate website for the tasting room? it, It all brings you... So it's you can go to krwines.com or r5wines.com, mm-hmm. and it brings you to the same site. Okay. Um, so it's right downtown, um, Downingtown. Um, we're next, right next door to a brewery called East Branch Brewing, um, and really good. Uh, um, not Mexican. She'll kill me for calling it Mexican. It's like a Tex-Mex place right next door as well. Why is she so, a white? Is it a white person? Well, she's from Texas. Okay. So it's. But people back east are not very versed in in Mexican food, so they call yeah. it Mexican, and she gets Tex-Mex. upset because it's yeah. it's Tex-Mex. Right. Okay. But I did move to like the one very Mexican town in southeastern Pennsylvania, so it's been really really nice to be able to get like my standard fill of, of right. <laughs> good. They actually have the good best taquerias. The place next door has the best carnitas. I've ever had really? in my life. I wow. walked I walked in that and they had the big copper cauldron yeah. to like make legit carnitas yeah. and I was like, All right, yeah, we're Wait, what's the name of this place? <laughs> it it doesn't even have a name. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, it's That's a, cool. It has a phone no, it has a phone number and I was having family over, so I called the phone number because I want I was like, I'm gonna order like four pounds of carnitas right. <laughs> I was having family over and it went to like and it's the sign like above the store. And it like went to somebody's cell phone, and he didn't speak any English. And we were like talking, like, you know. You work in the wine business, so you speak Spanish yeah, perfectly. Can, uh, four pounds. I can speak enough to say four pounds. Four pounds of carnitas. Yeah. I'll then, be there in twenty then, minutes. And then the date, and it was like, all right, and it was there when I got there. So I was like, oh, this, right this on. is, this is, this is the town. So it's it's, the town I live in is called Kennett Square. Which is actually the mushroom capital of the United States. Whoa! First time ever hearing that. Yeah. And why? Because it's got to be more mushrooms there per. Capital. But underground, or you're talking about wild? No, under like in in like um, production. Like really production, like really long, right. long oh, okay. buildings. Yeah. Okay. You know, they full grow, of manure. Yeah, chicken shit and peat moss. Yeah. Oof. So. 
But I'm not. But, it's not the best smelling. <laughs> hey, have you ever been in Sonoma when they're spreading manure in Petaluma? We're, we're about. We're about we're two about weeks that, away, yeah, right? We're about that time. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, when they turn them, putting fish manure out in their vineyards too. We're almost there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything you guys want to get shout outs to? You want to get shout outs to friends, family, anything? Um, to your lovely wife for surviving this yeah, thanks for putting this up with week me. yeah <laughs> yeah no just uh charleston's great town come visit see us great wine food scene so yeah. nice what would pick a restaurant best restaurant if you had to, if you were coming into town you had to make a reservation at one place is, is snob still open snob is still there yeah oh, absolutely snob, snob snob is fantastic a lot of great restaurants fig um 167 raw you know um yeah there's tons i mean okay all right, and Kieran, uh, be- favorite restaurants when you're um, home in Philly? Hmm, that's a good one. Uh, the last best meal I had um, was over the holidays, and it was at a place called Zahav. Um, that is like, it got best restaurant beer two years ago, and he got best chef. When when we went back last year for the Army Navy game, you suggested that yeah. one. We didn't go there, but we did go to a place that was like a a, a French bistro mm-hmm. um, that was awesome. Meal. Yeah, yeah. No, Philly's a very underrated food town, and the best part about it is a lot of them are BYOs, so mm-hmm. you can you know you look at the menu and decide what wine to bring before you go, and then. Oh, so, so wait, wait, wait! Talk about that. What what does that mean? So it's because the PLCB is. Oh, they're they're wonderful now. They're they're <laughs> yeah. They're not listening. <laughs> they're not listening. Um, it's they're so it's so expensive to have a liquor license and you have to buy wine at cost like you don't get wholesale pricing like mm. alcohol is really expensive for restaurants to carry there's a ton of byos which means bring your own um so there's places that have no liquor license no beer or wine license no liquor license um and do they charge you a, a- a corkage or a use fee uh, usually, or anything? It's kind of a, a newer thing that they do, but it's like five bucks usually, right. you know, just hmm. just for the service of opening and, your wine. And, right. Um, but do they actually open it or do you have to open it yourself? Uh, They open it. Okay. Um, But usually you pour it yourself because it's... Yeah. They don't want to, you know, there's new, like, liable rules in terms of, like, if they if never touch your wine, they're not, like, in charge of how much you drank that day right, or whatever. Right. Of course. Um, so, but like I said, you go to these restaurants, you look at the menu before you go and then, you know, figure out what you want to eat before you go and then, and then find, find the wine you want to bring. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes a meal super cheap because mm-hmm. you're not paying for the wine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're still pouring your Syrah in the 38 North. That's yeah. Fair I have to deliver. Uh, I just got a new order for that. So. Oh. Well, good for you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure you're, you're probably the one, one uh, uh, selling it for it me. Sells. There, so. It sells. It sells itself. Yeah. I got a, I got a little shout out for um, Cindy from Passaggio Winery. Uh, every Thursday they're doing happy hour from 3 to 6 at her tasting room here on the square. Okay. And then she has a Sweet D wine dinner on November 19th. Oh, right. I think Steve just had his. He did just on last week. Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and she sells tickets for that. So you go to the Sweet D website for that one. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. I'm always, bu- now I'm bummed that I, I can't make these dinners because there's no one to work for me. 
I wanted to hit up Steve's last week, but and uh, Saunders. How is everything at um, the Fairmont Sonoma Mission Inn? Uh, Good. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you guys are staying there. <laughs> We're staying there. It's great. Yeah, they seem to be doing fine. We're uh, waiting on a menu change. I'm doing a lot of uh, organizing Costa Brown and William Selium Pinos. <laughs> Organizing because you have so much? Because we, we have so many different vintages and vineyard designates that it gets a little overwhelming. But um, if if that's like my problem at work, then I'm fine. So, yeah. And, and are you going to um, visit when you're on your way to Hawaii? Are you going to visit the winery on any of the islands there while you're there? on Maui the only one I know of is uh, Tedeschi winery in Kula up country on Maui but you bring us back a bottle again no I won't <laughs> um, no I think I think last time when I brought a bottle it was from the ABC store right yeah I picked up some pineapple wine oh, just to be you, just to oh. be a joker just to be a what is it a joker and, and a mummer uh, a mummer, a mummer. Just to be a mummer. Yeah, there you go. I thought I'd, uh, <laughs> you know, bring you a bottle of the John, that pineapple wine from Maui. <laughs> um, I th- they're actually growing some different stuff up there right now, but no, I don't think I'll be bringing drinking a lot of uh, Mai Tais, maybe. Seventy dollar Kim Crawford. No. Seventy dollar. Uh, There's a reference. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will be getting some spam musubi first thing off the plane. All right, guys, if you want to, uh, check out any other episodes on the radio misfits.com, I don't recommend it. I would only recommend listening to our show. Um, oh, and the bike goes on because I'm on that show too. (laughs) That's right. I forgot. (laughs) Um, yeah. Shout out to, uh, Todd Jolly at Sonoma's best. You, are you going to the historical Thursday night? Historical okay. Vineyard Society tasting. Oh, are you still in town? This Thursday? Yep. Yeah. It'll be a good one. Do uh, you know about this? I mean, I know of the the group, but I didn't know there was a tasting. Yeah, yeah. at Sonoma's Best. Um, Can I just show up, or do uh, I need to... Uh, yeah. You, uh, you I think last time I talked to Todd was a couple days ago. I think there was 40 tickets left, so okay. I'm sure... Joel Peterson's bringing a bunch of old Ravenswood stuff that he's going to just be pouring. So should I call over there and get a ticket? Yeah, it probably won't hurt. Call Todd, yeah. It's like a fun Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Carlisle will be there. Carol Shelton. uh, The folks from Nall. And who else? Is it Zinfandel? Is that... Is it uh, it's not all... No, it's it's not. It's historical vineyard, so it's going to be a lot of Zinfandel, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right, hey, um, Aaron, you want to close up the show for us? Let people know um, where they can email you with any questions about the show. Yeah, Roger uh, Randall's getting full inboxes. Yeah, Mountain Grapes at uh, gmail dot com. I think it's it. Or is it Mountain Fruit? What was Mountain, it? Mountain Cabernet. Mountain Cabernet. Either one. <laughs> and uh, you can uh, hit Aaron up with any questions you have about uh, about the show and Roger Randall. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. See ya.